0: Welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower, and with me today we got... Kyle McIntyre. Oh, and then we got a guest on the show. Uh, Oh, yeah. Long time coming. I don't think we've uh, had you solo, but uh, we have uh, uh, Justin from the Tone Control Podcast. Say hi, Justin.
1: Hello. I mean, hi, Justin. Oh, there you go. See, I already screwed it up.
0: (laughs) Ah, take two. Uh, Take 37. Give it to me
1: again. (laughs) Give it to me again.
0: We're doing it live. Uh, Oh. We were on, um, yeah, the Tone Control, what, a couple... A couple of weeks ago, or your last episode. Our so. last
1: episode, but we're so slow that it was a
0: couple of weeks ago, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then I um, figured, I'm like, oh, I've had Derek on the show, I think, a couple times solo. And I'm like, yeah. wait, we, we need to get the, the, the better half on the show.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's not here. He's not here <laughs> so we can talk shit. Um, but no,
0: th- it's always fun having uh, both you guys on and even having Derek. And I'm like, oh, you know what? We can get really uh, down and uh, nerdy. About recording and mixing <laughs> and all that stuff, because that's what Justin does for a living. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, recording, mixing, audio engineer, and I'm like, okay, all. I uh, have a lot to learn, a lot to ask, and I know Kyle does too, so especially, so this is mainly just going to be for us. I'm like, okay, what should you do for the, anyways, that, that'll be- Okay, wonderful. how do you record? What is a recording? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get into that, but before we do, uh, let's get into the what's news with everybody. Uh, Kyle, what's new in your world? We're shaking, what's grooving, what's good?
2: Uh, well, I got some uh, big news. My wife was actually able to move out to Texas finally, so she braved the long drive and she got here the other day, and uh, so she's just like you.
0: She's a native Texan now.
2: Yeah, she's native. (laughs) Native for the last two days. Yeah, it's an awesome. (laughs) Um, Fantastic. Yeah, it's you know nothing notable on the drive, which is good because there's a lot of shit that can happen on the way. Uh, but you know, she made it here safe. She brought, uh, most importantly, she brought me some gear. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She was able to, I haven't done like a full move yet. So it's kind of like I moved out here to you know, establish with the job and get a house and stuff. And I haven't moved everything yet. So we were working on that, but I got my grabber, uh, base that I was, uh, able to throw up on the wall. She surprised me with that. I asked for a couple tellies that you had. Ripped them out of your cold dead hands, yeah. um, <laughs> and then she brought a bunch of pedals. So that's all I needed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so my my guitar, uh, I guess my symphony of guitars in the back of me has grown. You know, I guess I a double basically. I had yeah. a bass and two guitars, and I have two more. You know, another bass and two guitars. So I need some more, uh, and, some more hangers. And you still have a get-
0: shitload in San Diego too. I oh still, my, <laughs> I honestly I think you have like, more guitars than I do. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, and I'm, then there's some more projects still, but yeah, I, think so. I still have more
2: whole guitars than you, but
0: yeah, and projects because I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, um, I wasn't trying to dig you on your projects.
2: Probably a good thing you don't have any projects. Mm-hmm.
0: There, um, uh, yeah. So I brought the the tellys because uh, the, I had the the blue telly and your Cabernet. I brought those. Yeah. Um, I wasn't getting a whole lot of playtime on them. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Kind of just was playing around, you know, played around like the first like week or so. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like having more than just one pickup on, on these. And then I'm like, I think kind of, you know, been busy or, you know, maybe neglectful of my guitar playing. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I kind of just put them on the rack. And then when you're like, oh, I want those tellies back. I'm like, they would put up no fuss. I'm like, yeah, 100%. One, they're yours. And two, I'm like, I'm not even using them. The one thing I'm <laughs> no. still holding on to that I, I'll God send Kyle's it. way is the SansAmp. Yeah. I have his bass driver SansAmp the Oh, the Tech 21. You're a thief. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I, I was using it for uh my band just in case and then I have since got a B7K Ultra V2. Awesome. Awesome. But I want to do pedal. I want to <laughs> do a comparison like video, you know, the SansAmp versus the B7K. It's just, you know, slow going with the content there, but it's honest. They're so different, but still so great. Like to yeah. justify, and I think I you did a demo on your show of the B7K Ultra. You were using it for a band, I think, for a DI. You did like one of those pedal Yeah, yeah I've
1: I've had them in a couple of times. Yeah, what, uh, once for that, and then and then we also had one of the dark glass amps. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my clients had that has that in the front end of it, mm-hmm. the B7K part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of both flavors. Yeah, yeah
0: fun they're rad sounding except there's a huge difference like a used you know sans zip. you can probably get like 100 bucks yeah or maybe 120 probably even under you know there's like it's kind of in that range whereas a b7k like v2 you're looking at 400 dollars. <laughs> so i'm like mm-hmm. they're both good but one's 400 fucking dollars anyways so that's why i'm holding on to one of kyle's uh last yeah, piece of fuck, gear dude. i'll get it to you just running
2: direct with my bass, not even getting any flavor on it no
0: but I'm a. I could Aren't use you that.
1: your own flavor, though? I mean,
0: yeah. Are you not enough? You're yeah. enough, Kyle. He puts, a, he puts so like much. a Thank barbecue you. sauce on his base. I'm like, I need more flavor. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is <laughs> what, what they told it. me to do. This slippery and sticky, <laughs> <Yeah>. nasty shit. <laughs> yeah. But, it, anyways, uh, that's my what's new.
0: Yeah. Did you Did you miss the guitars? Were you like oh, just yeah. like telly all well, weekend? Like,
2: 'Cause I've I have two strats. I have like uh one that's two humbuckers and then I have, you know, the three singles and I don't have like a telly setup. I'm like, what does telly even sound like? What <laughs> what is telly? Uh and then I have the non telly, the Cabernita, you know, mm-hmm. so but the, the blue telly, which is behind me, you can't really see. I'm better a wall than a window. Um you know, it's like your your telly telly is telly with the uh one what of the pickups, not the Crystal the Palace, but Glacier the...
0: Glacier T pickups. So tea. uh From Sonic Pickups, uh, he makes the uh, Crystal Palace humbucker, which is like a 5K output humbucker. It's like really low. And mm. it's my favorite humbucker. And then I, I think he was talking and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, what if you did like a single coil version or a telly? He's like, oh yeah, I can do that. So he made like a 5K output for neck and um, bridge and called it the Glacier T's. And it's awesome. Just, I don't know, having a low output guitar, I don't know. It's to me, I'm like, it's opposite of what I ever thought about guitar because you always want the high gain, high. Like, Blink does this, and you know, the, you know, uh, JB, which is like, I think still a 16 or 17K output that's pretty high. And I'm like, well, because if you're playing distorted, you want more distortion. More is better. (laughs) (laughs) More louder, more better. Stack it up, baby. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then when you play low output, you're like, oh, this actually really, like, I don't know, to me works a little bit better, especially if you're doing uh, some of the modeling type stuff with, like, Fractal or Helix or something. I don't know if that makes a difference, yeah. but I know with Fractal they had this, like, little, like, input pad, kind of light, be like, if you're hitting it too hard, it's like, whoa, chill out. <laughs> and like, uh-huh. and, and then with the FX8 it would do that, be like, yo, you're hitting the front end of this digital fucking, like, you know, processor too loud, it just, like, blowing the it, back out yeah, on that exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> so it could, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take go. it easy. Take it yeah. easy. <laughs> take it easy. Um, it's my first time. Slow yeah. down. Jeez. Um. <laughs> uh, You're but, fractal, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I always kind of thought I'm like, oh, putting a lower output, you know, just to kind of like uh, for the idea of digital, and then actually it sounds good through analog gear as well. So, kind of stumbled upon that maybe a couple years ago. But but I, that, I still like higher output on bass, though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not humbucker like I
2: used to roll with, but you know, quarter pounders, you know, yeah. a little and then,
0: heavier. And then with your, that's what a 76 uh, grower? Yeah. So it's yeah. a, definitely more vintage voiced uh, pickups than that compared to the quarter pounders in the P bass. Yeah. Which is like, you know, the more Hoppus. you know. I mean, other people use them, but it's like really just high output. But who yeah. cares about those other people? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, somebody else from. I think it was. Uh, I already forgot the band. I was gonna name them to be like, oh, I know somebody else because so they I- don't matter. That's
1: why you <laughs> exactly.
0: Them. I know someone else from Not Blink. <laughs> no, never mind. Just San Diego boy. But uh, no, that's rad. I think uh, like you, you had mentioned some guitar racks, more or yeah. hangers at least.
2: Yeah, like, I need I need to just fill the wall up. Maybe <laughs> you know I got the blank space here too. I might move the safe.
0: Yeah. to another room. You like, know, I could do it. Or the yeah, keep you got you got to keep the Kyle like uh, self portrait. Yeah. I love that, by the way. <laughs>
1: it's Especially so, just this setting, like <laughs> just uh,
2: with, with up you, it's just amazing. Oh,
1: that old thing? <laughs> oh, don't me worry about that.
2: <laughs> just a that's pic- my grandpa. It's no. a picture of yourself. It's it's the best, <laughs> it's a, and it's huge. It's like a two feet by two feet. It's not like. <laughs> My sister painted a huge fucking piece of wood. Awesome. You know what you need
0: here: a picture, a painted portrait of yourself. Uh, I don't know. To me, I'm like that's that's the best. Uh huh. Uh, Anyways, so uh, that's my what's new. (laughs) I'm digging it, Uh, Justin. What's new with you?
1: Um, gosh, what do I have for this? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I, I, man. What is new with me? I don't know, man. I play a lot of I play play a lot of video games. Um, Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, that because that's not interesting. Are you playing Elden Ring? No, I'm not. Isn't that weird? No,
2: what? Yeah, everybody plays that. that? Yeah.
1: No, I'm into. Okay, well, I'm on a new podcast. I got to remember, like, I'm on a new podcast now, new to me, and I. So I'm a I'm a VR player actually so okay as, as a, a couple of years ago I got a VR headset and um I play at PC games and I took to it and so games on flat screens uh really struggle to interest me at this point. So <laughs> no disrespect to Elden Ring, I get that it's like the the hottest new shit. That's noob um, bullshit. But basically if <laughs> if i'm looking it's like but that's a flat picture of a video game that's like looking at a window it's like looking at a painting on a wall where's the depth man so anyway
0: (laughs) but um you gotta really impress me (laughs) i gotta yeah i gotta be
1: able to see into you know anyway i play vr games it's fun but uh i'll tell you what my so my my daughter is six Mm -hmm. um actually she's she's six and a half She's six. Let's be fair. She's six and a half. <laughs> Cause so I'm sure she's, she says like, dad,
0: I'm <laughs> six and a half, you. not six. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm six and a half, oh, yeah. you
1: dummy. I, um, we do, we actually, my wife and I play a lot of tabletop games and stuff mm. like that too. Um, so we're like getting her like into board games and stuff like that. And there's the kid games are, um, just indescribably stupid. It's really <laughs> rough, but kids are, when they're small, they're super stupid. And this probably, you know, you got to do this. But anyway, she's getting up to an age where she can start to have an actual game. So we got the Settlers of Catan Jr. Okay. Right? So Catan's like, I don't know if you guys are board gamers, but uh, classic classic tabletop, like adult tabletop game kind of thing. Resource management, all this stuff. And it's the kids' version. And the way they sort of like simplified it is pretty clever. They didn't take very much out of the game. And she took to it, and she gets it. She's trading this resource for this, and now I can build my fortress, and now I can build my ship, and I need more wood and all this other stuff. She's figuring that stuff out right away, and I'm very proud and happy. We just played another game this afternoon. Um, So... I'm in proud papa zone, I yeah. guess.
0: <laughs> Instead of Imagine. like, yeah, some boring or dumb kid game. You're like, yeah. we're, we're not playing Candyland. We're Ca- playing Candyland. K- K- exactly.
1: She loves Candyland. It's literally you pull up a card and see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. And what?
1: That's yeah. not a game. That's yeah. learning how to turn a card over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've never like I've heard of that that game, the settlers it settlers of Katan, yeah. yeah. They talk about it on a podcast. I like they're like a comedy podcast, and they're like you know kind of shit on a lot of stuff. They are always just like taking the piss out of everything, and then where like st- stupid things they really in earnest like they're like yeah uh, I like playing adult games yeah like uh, Mario Party because I'm a, I'm a competitive person <laughs> a competitive Mario partier <laughs> and then they're like yeah so we took our time to go you know to a cabin to record podcasts and then do coke and then we played Catan a bunch of times because you know that's what adults do. That's what you do when you're a successful podcaster, (laughs) and I'm like, oh man, minus the coke part, (laughs) I might want to try that game. (laughs)
1: Yikes! Yeah, Catan's like, um, I mean, it's an old classic. It's 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 one of the classics. That's like this is a when I say adult game, you know, it's not like. Car, you know blackjack is an adult game like but this is like it's not a kid's game and it's it's sort of complicated for complicated sake and you it's like monopoly in that way like yeah. you could you could say it's in that zone but it's less it's not the mainstream it's like the nerdy version of an adult game like yeah. you have to you have to actually like everybody's heard of monopoly but you have to pay attention to board games before you've heard of Catan. but then within that world it's like it's too popular, so now it's like if you're really into board games, it's not cool to like Catan because <laughs> okay. that's too too classic and too big yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, it's like that. So real board gamers are like, oh, I'm so sick of
0: Catan. Or like another idea for like an adult games, you could play Go Fish, but play it with like a nudie deck.
2: <laughs> Everything's okay. adult with a nudie
0: deck. <laughs> God. Yeah, God, you're like I'm about, I'm with it. <laughs> on board but, set right here like a back end a, 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 a joke i was trying to say and i'm like oh i got it a minute just go <laughs> just <laughs> hit it out of the park yep i've been playing paper mario it's fucking sick for n64 <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's a boor, <laughs> bo- boring game it's like yeah. not even... i jumped back in into fallout 4
2: nice so that, that's been fun the one and,
0: everybody uh, hates,
1: or no? There's seventy six now. 76 There's the online one, what, so now people yeah. can like. Now people can admit that
2: they liked Fallout Four all along. Yeah, Four's great. <laughs> I love Four. I I've four always loved good. it. Is that also it, a first-person shooter? It could be first yeah. or third. I mean, you can do oh, yeah. over the shoulder. Kind of screws you up if you've played your whole life first person <laughs> then you're a know, third person. You're like none of my rounds are hitting. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> and you can
1: do that in VR too.
2: Yeah, Fallout oh, Fallout nice. Four got got a VR port. So so you like it? You love that game?
1: Yeah, like, eh. I well I played. I mean I played Fallout Four when that came out, which yeah. was long before I got my hands on VR. Back when computers were weak and pathetic, and now I have a monster computer <laughs> that can render everything three times and move my head around and all this other crap. So nice.
0: Well, you also do Twitch streaming. Do you do that with the VR games?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so my Twitch stream is like pretty exclusively VR games. There's there's like one main game I play, and then occasionally some other ones. Um, and people say streaming in VR is a little rough because um, it's hard for me to see what's going on. And I <laughs> I have like a camera on, and I have a, this thing on my face, and so I look like an idiot. But
0: you, <laughs> so, you lean into it, you know. I'll to it's uh, cool. get, th- get that uh, <laughs> that link. But uh, what is it? Twitch TV slash uh... Uh, JN Tracks. J
1: N T R A C K S. Yeah, that's my Twitch.
0: Don't the, you know? Give them subscribers and bits, right? Yep. Is that what it is? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, so right. So I've been for almost a year. I had affiliate on Twitch. So yes. I have actually been paid to play video games by Twitch. Nice. <laughs> Takes a really long time cuz I'm not cool or popular. But <laughs> they pay me a very small amount every time somebody watches me. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, there you go. So, we get the, get that plug in at the end too. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh let's see Brian, for What about you, view? dude? I did buy something that I didn't need that no way. I already <laughs> kind of had and sold. <laughs>
1: Kyle Sands app.
0: No. Did I get it? I, no! I, I I sold it. Uh I bought a a power cab off a uh, reverb. So a matrix, like yeah, F R, the full range full response yeah. or whatever, one by twelve, um for use with my fractal and, you know, for eventually when I get my band. <laughs> together. <laughs> I'm getting the right band back together. Right now I'm playing bass in uh, my band just in case, but I do uh always like playing and singing, you know, with guitar yeah. and I want to get that going eventually. I essentially already have band members that haven't heard anything I've written before. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but they're already uh, on board. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> my my drummer for Justin Case and previously Playing Without a Pilot, uh, Brian Rash and a uh, friend of the show, Johnny Ray he was like, yeah, I'll play Johnny bass Ray. And so, um, and I'm like, well, well what's it going to sound like? I'm like, pretty much playing without a pilot without Kyle. He's like, is he going to do anything different? I'm like, Prob- no, probably not.
1: No, you <laughs> just said you're the bass player. You're the one doing things different.
0: Yeah, you're-
2: Obviously. Legal, legal contract, you're already a part of the band, so you have to play. He's like, so. he's
0: probably going to like play finger style instead of pick, so that'll yeah. be different. And then we'll probably have songs where Kyle gets vocals on it. So it'll be just like like (laughs) playing without a pilot. But the idea was like, oh, eventually, like I want to, you know, probably my rig is going to be, who knows what it is, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep doing Axe 8. Or if I do get the FM3 from Fractal, uh, I really dig their shit. And like, like the idea of playing with a power cab on stage and then front of house just gets the XLR, you know, with my uh, speaker out. Or speaker emulated IRs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, the reason why I'm like, oh, that's a good buy, right? Uh, it's half off of what it is brand new. They're una- unavailable new, so it's be eight hundred dollars. That's weird. Eight hundred dollars <laughs> new, four hundred dollars on reverb used. I'm like, okay, I gotta just get it. And I was texting Johnny and Kyle and a bunch of other people just in college. Just like, just fucking get the thing. And I'm like, okay, say less, buy. <laughs> because <I'm laughs> Derek like, has one of those. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know if it's exactly the same one, but he
0: loves it. Yeah, it's a, I mean, if you're playing live, uh, a lot of venues that you're going to do, it's like you probably want some stage volume. Yeah. If Even if you had in-ears, it'd be like, okay, you want to hear something. Like, even though the front of house mm-hmm. is still getting, like, a good signal, um, you know, th- there's potential that maybe people in the crowd would like it, or even just, because if you're just on stage with just drums, and you're playing, I mean, we're not playing, and if I had a new band... I'm not going to play like big shows and stadiums. I'm like, I'm playing some dive bar. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, what, right. You, you just have a little backup. You don't want to leave that all up to chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I got that. And the reason why uh, it's kind of silly is because I owned from the same brand, Matrix, I had the two by 12 version, which is <laughs> instead of one by 12, it was a two by 12 and it was 600 watts. And so, to me, I'm like, well, I when I went the um, modeling route, I was like, okay, cool. I still want stage volume, and I'm like, but what if a one by twelve three hundred watt isn't enough? And so I got a six by twelve two, and it was it. or sorry, two uh, by twelve six hundred watt, and it was way enough. <laughs> like it was <laughs> fucking loud. <It's> huge. <laughs> and then uh, playing without a pilot ended, and I'm just sitting on this big ass fucking two by twelve. I'm like. I'm not gonna. I'm not even playing now, and I'm like, it. This is kind of the idea, and why you know why going the two by twelve was like felt safe is because of, you know you want it louder, where louder is more better, and um more watts and more speakers, and then the whole point of going modeling was that you wanted your rig a little bit more compact or a lot more compact. Yeah, and so I was playing a one by twelve, you know, tube amp. And so then to jump to a two by twelve with a power you know power amp and stuff like that and I'm like okay this is probably not the best idea anyway so I ended up like selling that and then thinking and talking talking myself up that I should have gone with the smaller size the fr twelve is what it's called uh, I believe so from Matrix right, we can do this here there we go so it's this guy it looks Ooh. like looks like a combo amp right it's like Yep. Yeah. it's oh. not like kind of uh, I don't know goofy looking. If that was on stage, you'd be like, okay, that's just like a, a, it, a yeah. It's the form factor you're expecting mm-hmm. for a guitar. Yeah. And then uh, the back of it is pretty. Uh, sh- no, nope, it's not going to do that. This guy here. So mm-hmm. um, it has just the input for the XLR and then, you know just a an out to Daisy front of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just goes out and, in, and like it, it's just a pass through. So. The XLR um, from, you know, the back of the AM. It looks like that's a combo jack too. So, mm-hmm. so you, if you to wanted XLR. to go with the like HX stomp, say if you have a quarter inch out, you could use that right. too. So, um, yeah, it it's a you know in the same you know I've already owned it and I like the company and I like the way they they sound and so now I have it again. <laughs> right, right. And so I I got this and it is so much lighter than it's half the weight of the two by 12. And I'm like, I, really? I got the tracking for it. And I was like, cause I bought it off reverb. Like I said, and I, l- I looked at, you know, every day refresh the U- UPS tracking. Right. And then I'm looking, I'm like, this guy said <laughs> it was 10 pounds. I'm like, I don't, that this guy is probably sending me, I got bamboozled. <laughs> <A>
2: flat, <laughs> sending a you an sack empty flower.
0: And yeah, then it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's empty. It's just the wood. And I'm like, maybe this, <laughs> you know, this guy, da, 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 I'm all pissed off. Maybe this, jackass thought he had the power one or he listed it as that but he's sending me the passive one which you know wouldn't have any of the, it's just yeah. the speaker and i'm like getting all like oh my like oh my <laughs> i have to return it i'm getting like freaking like like but his pictures show that it's the right one i'm like oh my god and, da, 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 and i open it up and i get the box and i pick it up and i'm like this is way too fucking light accidentally throw it across the room well yeah, I, I, I,
2: it's I, too late where's my, where's my <laughs> amp
0: and it's like this i mean like, i'm like this doesn't feel because i'm picking it up and like it's the Size of an amp, right? And I'm like, this is not fuck, I'm like, god damn it. I and then I open the thing and I'll get it, and I'm like, this is the right thing. And you could pick this thing up with one hand, like even like you know, you're doing it like deltoid kind of,
1: you know, yeah,
0: or shrugs, you know, you could. It, I'm like, wow, you do this all is... the all your little little baby yeah. weight exercises. You get another one, yeah, baby. Uh, yeah. So I saw get two. <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, I'm super stoked on that. Played it the other day and it is well we tell you, three hundred watts is plenty loud enough, I would assume. Because yeah. I had it just on like oh okay, yeah, like quarter of the way, not even halfway up. I'm like boom, I'm like shaking the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Let me turn this down and do yeah.
1: class D amps. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing. That's that tech that makes it so light and small. Yeah. Um it's uh it's ridiculous the power that you can get and it's so light and the little heat it pretty they're just so so damn efficient it's mm-hmm. ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what's in the It's like in the dark glass stuff like how yeah. they can make a 900 watt amp the size of like what are the Mac Studios? <laughs> it's like it's like the size
1: of two of their pedals. Yeah. And it's like a yeah. 900 watt amp. And it's got, it's all the same stuff, like switchable, like, uh, there's a few, there's like three versions of a very simple speaker emulation in it in case you want to use that. And like, I think you can also upload, uh, IRs too. Can you? I yeah. didn't even mess with any of that shit. That's, so, it's just amazing. I was like, I picked it up and it was just like that. I was like, I'm told these are really light and powerful. And he's like, it's thunderous. Like plug yeah. it into a giant speaker. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And then same thing. Dark glass makes like, uh, the, uh, their own the speakers that kind of go with that amp and same thing they're small and powerful as hell so it's uh you know I think when I uh, was a kid yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well because I, I it's hard to just jump away from any stage volume because it's it yeah. is still like that you know little security that you'd have especially like playing bass um we were doing that in plane uh, like Kyle was uh, you know sometimes we'd play gigs and he'd use my little uh, terror bass combo cuz it like we're playing a, a bar and maybe we have 25 minutes and we're pl- like it's like a beer fest yeah. thing it's like play here and it's going to yeah. my or we're going to go DI anyways and it's like oh, fuck it do we really want to like roll through this like club that's not really meant for this type of festival thing rolling through yeah. people with like a 4 by 12 even yeah. is that going to get the kind of attention you want take the
2: 410 like 3 blocks down the down the road cuz that was the closest place you could find Art. like mm-hmm. parking downtown <laughs> no
0: for the 25 min- you know, minutes that we're going to play, I'm like, no, it's not going to be worth yeah. it. So bringing, you know, a little combo amp just for some stage, you know, shaking and then, you know, going DI anyway. So front of house is getting some good sound or whoever's, you know, in the crowd is going to get the good sound. And then on stage, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And then pumping through yeah. monitors. But if like you didn't have that, I know some people who are just going straight. I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll just, you know, leave it to chance that the, you know, venues. Yeah. Can handle <laughs> S- sound engineer is going to be able to handle that, and you can get your monitor mix the way that you want. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My my band members, in just in case, are definitely a lot more like you forward leaning into into doing that. But yeah, you can just yeah, you know, we're doing E New years now, so you don't even really need to bring a you know a guitar amp. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, oh, this this <laughs> this venue also has like you know DI. You can just DI your bass. You don't even need to bring an amp. I'm like, ah. I don't know if <laughs> I <It might> trust <laughs> this beach bar that we're playing at, that they're going to have yeah. the best sound. And that you tell them like, oh, we're running any of your monitors. We need a good mix. Da, 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 da. He's going to be like.
2: What's a bro, good man, mix?
0: You fucking get whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but You want I'm something not,
1: turned up? Tell me.
0: Yeah. And then he's not going to do a damn thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, anything, bro. And it it's is, like, m- yeah, I'm doing it and just makes the right. motion. like, or <laughs> it just goes, Oh, yeah. He's like, got it. He just does like this computer stuff, and then he's like, "We're good." I'm like, "There's no computer. There's no keyboard on there." He's like, just waves his fingers. He's like, "I I did it. We yeah, we're good." (laughs) But yeah, so I'm I'm happy with this thing. It's uh, it was a silly buy. Um, I think the initial two by twelve was a silly buy because yeah, I should have got the three hundred watt one by twelve in the first place. But I'm I'm happy with it and. Like, Should have kept that one. Now you'd have like a super rad setup. Still, <laughs> I could do a stereo. Stereo. Link. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You
1: need your you need your dry in the two twelve, and then the one twelve is your wet. You put it over on the other side of the stage. Maybe it's maybe it's <laughs> side firing across the stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just across knees. The basis knees. <laughs> an immersive environment of music.
0: Just making it so complicated. So I'm definitely putting the cart before the horse because I don't even have music. So I'm creating yeah. a rig, like, oh. <laughs> so huh. I'm like this could be useful. It's like you, you like <laughs> <laughs> just picking up amps, like it's an RBG. like this could prove to be useful later. We'll save it for later. Then <laughs> you put it. In. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did, you know, I think, uh, you know, um, he was on your show, a ret show, yeah. Kind of like he was kind of touring with the Helix Floor unit, so like the bigger boy, and, um, you know. Line six gave him the power cabs. So he had two power cabs and he was like, Oh, I'm able to run my stereo sound or whatever with this mm-hmm. and then he kinda, you know, like I think in a video, maybe a Q and A or whatever, talking about like stereo rigs really aren't what they uh you know, <laughs> you know for live, it's like you get nothing out of it. It's like right. it makes You're, it more complicated.
1: You're closer to, I mean, there's like one person in that room that's getting the proper stereo effect, right? (laughs) Yeah. You (laughs) know? But their face is just melting. They're just like... like, it's it's so beautiful and everybody else is like, it's weird. It keeps thumping and wobbling and then
0: disappearing and you're like, mm, that's my,
1: that's my auto pan I It's glorious and you just can't hear it.
0: Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So like, (laughs) it's more gear. It's more of a pain in the ass for the sound engineer. Don't he's like don't do it. <laughs> it's like telling kids don't do drugs, don't do stereo rigs. <laughs> was, yeah. So to me, I'm like, okay, cool. I could get another one of those because it has like a little spot for like stacking another cab on top of it. And I'm like, uh huh. No. And I, and I thought the whole second, point of it yeah.
1: though, right? It's like sort of, you know, it, it's it's sort of the opposite of that. You know, why would I get this if I then also just well? Then again, they're ten pounds. I don't know. I keep coming back to it. Ten pounds. <laughs> you need like four them. of them. You could yeah. still carry that down the street. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, he he listed it and like shipped it as ten pounds, but if you look on the website, it says twenty nine. So maybe oh, he ripped himself he, off. He, yeah, he, he just he's just lying. He's like, yeah, it's only ten pounds. So fuck it. And then UPS is like gonna be like, we gotta check this. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just gonna Ace Ventura that thing anyways. <laughs> <Just start swearing. laughs> Sounds broken. Could be. <laughs> could be. <laughs> 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 anyway, so that's my what's new. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm you know, having some an amp that I already kind of owned, and I'm liking it. So, <laughs> uh, we brought uh Justin on here, uh, you know, not to just chat about, uh, you know, uh, my. It's stick. just because you felt guilty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we we gotta get him on here. Um But uh we were losing we'll,
2: sleep over it.
0: We wanted to, yeah, wanted to I pick, could tell. It, wanted to you know, uh, pick his brain a little bit, if you know, for lack of a better phrase, there about just uh, different. I don't know mixing. You know, questions, you recording questions, stuff like that. So um, partially because the last time we were on your show, I'm like, I have a whole like random document, like note sections, not a document of just like dumb questions. Dossier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and <laughs> we, we kind of were, we were uh, after hours on your show, we are kind of like, you know, like, what about this? And you started like, wait, save it for the podcast. Save, save it, right. <laughs> it's like, we could Shut talk about up! it. Shut up. <laughs> shut up no no so um, absolutely okay th- th- these will kind of th- these are all just going to be going off of it and then Kyle I'll jump in with any you don't have, you have to keep prefacing that they're dumb questions mm-hmm. well no because the they're way. going we know some that going to be maybe I should uh, yeah <laughs> let's see oh here I'll, I'll start with that really dumb one I sent to Kyle and I'm like okay so uh, and this is actually the note that I wrote down the fuck does a DS d- or do I never hear a difference when I put one on am I stupid Am are I you saying
1: S's into them when you put it on or are you just putting on stuff that has no S's?
0: I put it on a, the podcast. And then, because well, I always okay. hear people that use it and it's like, yeah. am I am I using it wrong? I'm fucking no. asking you a question. If <laughs> that's that's what literally what you said. What you wrote down. <laughs> uh, it's probably just me like talking into my phone. I'm like, all right, I got this idea. I'm like, all right, Justin, listen to me. I'm asking. <laughs> so well, What it, the fuck is a DSer? Does it actually make it a difference would you use it mainly more for singing um i well okay so all, all as
1: as with most things um it, you use it when you hear something that needs it it's not like you always have to have it um actually that flies around all the time on like twitch and stuff too because there's all these tutorials people going on twitch and they're suddenly using a microphone i have to have the best i'm gonna get myself the good this mm-hmm. great mic what do i do tell me my signal chain um, so you don't have to use a de that's one of those like tell you your signal chain sorts of things but yeah. it just um, makes the s's less harsh is the whole idea right so if you're if you have something and it's very sibilant yep. t's s's all those sorts of things and they're they're hurting your ear because there's a lot of that that a lot of those go on in in high frequency ranges you know five six seven eight k that are really going to be knives in your ears if they're too loud gotcha um but sometimes you really need those free you need those frequencies to be there you can't just eQ them all out because you lose a lot of clarity um so the dSR is just about keeping them under control the what, what it's actually doing it is um frequency dependent compression Gotcha. so there's and there's a few ways like different dsrs might work a little differently I I like some that are switchable in this way but you could have it so they're just compressing the high frequencies. Or you could have it that they're compressing everything, but they're only listening to the high frequencies. So okay. like, and that would be the side chain filter. So the side chain just means whatever the compressor's listening to. So essentially, if you just tell the compressor, only listen to from like five kilohertz up, yeah. everything else is rolled off. That's what you're hearing, but that's not the audio you're compressing. That's typically the way I'll run a deesser, right? So it'll be something around 5K and up. And it's here, that that's just the triggering signal whenever my 5k or, or, or higher gets louder than whatever threshold I set, then it's going to compress my whole signal and they're super fast. We're not dealing with like attack and release and stuff like that because um, you really just you need them to just clamp down on that. So why do you need it if your microphone's too sibilant, you're never ever going to get that with your SM7s right because that's not a bright mic. Yeah it's really pretty balanced already but if anything it's on the dark side. Mm-hmm. um yeah. so you're you strap one on with whatever default settings are there you're probably never going to hear it but you also aren't dealing with a bunch of sibilant stuff because your microphone's taming that to begin with
0: yeah right and i wonder if uh because when i record vocals i'm also using like um a, a pop filter too i wonder if that's kind of getting some of that's that that know, the could and stuff
1: that could change
0: things um but i'm using it with the sm7 so i'm like maybe right I so also... so
1: yeah again like the sm7 is just not one where you're going to get it now i'll tell you like if i'm um, dialogue is is kind of a different animal and i i am not usually going crazy with the high end on that just enough to get clarity although i do end up putting a dsr on a lot of people when they're not using a mic like that right so there's a lot of it's the blue yeti yeah when people recording their podcast with a condenser like that that has a lot more high-end sensitivity. So there, often, we might need a de Vocals in music, um, I'm often boosting a lot of highs. So if it's, like a, if it's like a smooth, airy kind of pop music vocal, I'm probably adding a lot of high-end, maybe like a lot of 10K, because I'm getting that breath sound. I want it to sound like the okay. singer's inside my head kind of thing. And then I really need that de, de- de-esser because I'm adding all that, and I need the loud peaks in their signal to get t- 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 tamped down. So I'm essentially like shoving their high end into a limiter. Gotcha. And my DSr is that limiter, right? And uh the same way for like aggressive rock music or something. Maybe I'm boosting a lot of like upper mids and highs. Maybe I then I put kind of a wide DSr on it cuz again, I'm just I want those highs to be right there punching you in the face so that they get out over the drums and the guitars. And and then I'm controlling them. That DSr is like, here's my ceiling. There's the high end. Mm-hmm. There's the point where the high end starts to hurt. I pull it right to there. And I'm going to give you all that energy in the high end and keep it under control with a DSer.
0: Yeah. I think maybe I just have like a, I have whatever stock one is in pro tools. And then I've like put it on. Sometimes I hear, I do the, you know, bypass, whatever. And I'm like, I hear yeah. no fucking different. I, I even try fucking with it a bunch of time. I'm like, no, I don't hear anything. <laughs> and then I have a buddy who does like, he started a podcast uh, shortly after we did. And he was asking about like what plugins he, you know, I use. And I'm like, what about DSer? I'm like, I don't ever, I honestly don't use one because I don't know what the fuck it's doing. <laughs> like, I'm like, but try it. And honestly, like, that's what I do. I do a gate compressor and then I do a seven band EQ on mm-hmm. all the vocals. So, and in, then, in uh, your podcast or in music? Yeah. Uh, for the podcast vocals. Yeah. And then it just goes to a master and I put throw just like Maxim on it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Mm, I, yeah. So, like, I
1: mean, there's visual feedback on those plugins too. So you can see like, Unless that needle's doing that dip, it's mm-hmm. not triggering in that point. So there literally is no difference unless you see that, like in Pro Tools, that it has sort of an orange triangle yeah. that kind of sweeps down. Um, I think the Pro Tools one is going to default to being multi-band. Uh, in in other words, when your S's get loud, it actually only ducks the S's, not the whole signal. Yeah, um, which is fine for some things. It's it's sort of a either or. Um, but what happens is if you're DSing, if you're needing to DS a lot, like if you have a super sibilant vocal and you put a lot of that on, it'll start to sound like people are lisping if you're just ducking the highs. Um, so 10 tends to be safer to do where, so it's a wide band compression, but only the detector is listening to the high end. Okay. Right. Does that follow? So it's compressing my entire voice when I do an S, not just my highs when I do an S. Um, Sometimes you get away with the other one, but anytime you have to do it where it's significant, it's more than a couple of dBs of reduction, you get that, you know, because it's <laughs> that's what it's doing. It's it's getting rid of the highs, but the rest of my like mid range is still coming through right and loud, and then it
2: sounds like I'm lifting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> everyone's speaking
2: Castilian Spanish up in here.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, I think that was, I mean, at least helpful for me. That's not (laughs) Not a a dumb question.
1: It's just phrased in a dumb way. Yeah, so maybe, (laughs) exactly.
0: You don't, you know, Justin, you don't have to pull your punches. You'd be like, Brian, that's fucking stupid. (laughs) Just dunk on me from half court. Uh, (laughs) But, okay, I mean, uh, so one of the reasons why I wanted to just ask Justin a bunch of questions is because I know a lot of our listeners are recording their own music. Mm -hmm. And then possibly even just like, okay, I can, you know, put it out... In so many ways like for a wide audience or for people to listen to uh free ways like Bandcamp or even on YouTube you know you yep. can even put it on like SoundCloud and stuff like that and just like oh here's my music and it's like the barrier to entry was like got to get CDs pressed you got to fucking put it on yep. you know uh go to <laughs> CD baby or whatever pay like a couple hundred dollars or whatever to get it on iTunes and stuff and now iTunes and Spotify is great but you can always just send people like download Bandcamp and you can listen to it and right. Like, okay. Cool. So, uh, you know, asking all these kind of like, maybe you know, people are recording their own songs. I mean, okay. So, what's uh some good tips here? So, uh, I, let's say if somebody was, you should try to record them so they sound good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> record them goodly, and then do you know write good songs. And then, yeah. You know. Use the deesser. Make sure you so, do that. Yeah. So there's yep. a deesser. Use it if you think it does anything. And then. <laughs> <laughs> So let's say if somebody uh, – because I know uh, – I think you do this a lot where you're mixing other people's tracks that have, mm-hmm. they've recorded. So you've had no hands in doing this, right?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I get a mix I, – like I do so much stuff just to, for background. Like I – my work ends up being about 50% music and 50% other kinds of things such as I have a lot of regular podcasts – uh, clients I do audiobooks and other mm. such things um, a few days a year I get called out to swing boom on a video shoot even so nice. um, I have people record here I sometimes go places to record and then a lot of times like you're saying I get things that were recorded remote and I'm just mixing and mastering or something
0: mm-hmm. yeah so um, let's say if somebody was like recording on their own they kind of feel like okay I, I know you know a li- you know, I have my you know right or whatever, and then I have a daw that I'm comfortable with, and then mm-hmm. I'm just gonna start recording music because you know, like maybe first and foremost, they're you know singer songwriter. I'm like, oh, I got these ideas and just want to get them out, and then they don't want like a shitty product, right? End result. And so, what are some tips that um, maybe the people recording their own music, you know, you'd want to see in their tracks and waveforms? Like, you know, so this is if
1: I'm getting the tracks. To yeah, mix. it's like say
0: I recorded my whole song. da 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 Yeah. And then I just send it to you, the raw files or whatever, to mix. Yeah. What would you like? I hope Brian did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope um, Brian or well, Brian didn't, didn't do this. <laughs> didn't do this. Right. That might be a good way too.
1: I always check before. So I, I, um, before I take, like, before oh, I agree to bit. do a project, I'll be like, I have to actually have heard your tracks gotcha. and not just like, like I say to people when they contact me, like, show me where I can hear your music. And maybe that's maybe that means um, something they've recorded before. But like, if we're talking about a specific song, then I'm going to say, yeah, show me the tracks of that song so I can literally check them out. Um, what do I? What am I looking for? Well, obviously, we don't want any of them to be clipping. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, on a lot of different kind, on, on some sounds, that's actually not a big deal. So there, there's plenty of times where it could be clipping, and I really wouldn't complain about it very much. But that's one of the obvious
0: ones, right? That you're going to see you- right away, like. Uh, do you have like yep. a hard number? Like I, I always, somebody told me like negative 18 is probably the lowest you want to go. Negative six is definitely the top you want to go. So I just split the difference say negative 12 and they're like, that's fine. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- those are perfectly fine. The, where it gets complicated is actually like that. Those numbers are, are you looking at the average or the peak? Right. And so you can have something that's averaging minus 18 easily mm-hmm that still clips depending on what kind of sound it is, right? I
0: think I look at the clipping. I'm like, okay. Right. So like if you, you know, if you're seeing the a-
1: peak value the peak level, um, I I I try to explain it like this, like, cause there's all these different DAWs. Um usually sometimes there's numbers, but there's usually a color break too. And yeah. so whatever's red at the end of it, that's usually three dB or minus three. Yeah. And so I I kind of say like red we never want to see. Yeah. If you're in the yellow, you want to just be kissing the yellow. And that's often, depending on the DAW, that could, the yellow could start at minus 12. It could start at minus six. Red is dead. Yellow, yeah. at mellow. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so if, if somebody's like, uh, this is mo- most common for me, honestly, is people are going to start a podcast. And how do I set, how do I figure out how to record my voice? When a speaking voice, I'm like, sure, aim, aim to be hovering around that minus 18 zone. That's a good place to be. Um, but if you see yourself peak above minus six, I usually say, or I say basically, if you see yellow, it's safe to turn it down a little bit. That's Mm -hmm. for, that's for spoken dialogue for music. I would kind of handle it a little differently. I would, I would say, go ahead and you can air a little bit higher because like I said, for a lot of music, a little bit of digital clipping, you either can't hear it or it doesn't matter. And it might even sound good if, especially if it's a loud vocal, um it's surprising actually how little you can hear a bit of digital clipping especially these days with you saying like focus right these little hundred dollar interfaces they have amazing electronics in them compared to what was around 10 years ago so mm-hmm. um but it, i don't know I, I i'm just i'm less and less worried about it i guess is where i'm coming down on this because on the other hand the good preamp also means that it doesn't have a lot of self-noise, so you're not you're not needing to jack up that level as loud as you possibly can. Like, if you record a little quiet, it's not a big deal. We can turn it up in post. Yeah. So um, what I look for, yeah, I, I really don't want things to be clipping too much. Um, hopefully not at all. Um, but actually, probably more important than that is just the way things are edited. I really don't want to see um, edits that weren't crossfaded. So if yeah. you're if you're doing things that involve comping multiple takes, um, you can do that, uh, but you got to put little crossfades on there because a lot of times we're printing tracks out like if it's not the actual like if somebody sends me a Pro Tools session, I can open that somebody sends me a Reaper session, I can open that but. Usually they're not right. Yeah, most people. If it's somebody out there, they're going to have found uh, Mo- Logic Pro is still is, is like kind of the most common that I run into people. You know, what do you do? You get a Mac and then you start recording, right? And garage, you outgo GarageBand, you get yourself some Logic Pro. Um, but there's other, there's plenty of others. Any DAW is totally valid. I mean, it's it's whatever fits with what you're doing. So I'm gonna probably get you know wave files from you, not not a DAW session so yeah. I can't fix those edits if they're wrong and then of course I actually I actually can fix them because then I have <laughs> I have other stuff I have Isotope RX which can okay. do magical black you know audio black <laughs> magic to stuff yeah. like fix fix clipping which is impossible um, fix those dis- it's called a discontinuity error right like if I make an edit and I don't crossfade it the waveform is like on a curve and then all of a sudden it just jumps instantly like a to a different yeah. spot yeah. yeah and that that your ear hears is a snap and it's yeah. super obvious, but Isotope can just fix that. Now, I don't yeah. want to fix it. I'd rather you just did it right to begin with, but there's just so much I can fix now. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but I yeah. will bill you for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do it right. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. kind of
0: like, uh, I guess if people are, are unfamiliar, it's like the crossfading. And so it's taking two like different wave files. And then basically you're putting like the, um, I know in Pro Tools, yeah, that crossfade. You, know. you can grab
1: it by the corner, and mm. it's really easy in Pro Tools. It's usually easy. Most things you can sort of grab the file by the edge, and you'll get this little X icon. Then that yeah, yeah. means crossfade. Um, GarageBand is the literally the only one that can't do
0: it. Yeah, I think uh, I know with the Pro Tools, and kind of going in it, it's like you can zoom. I don't know. This is to me. I'm like, I think I'm like, I'm a crossfade expert. I'm Enhanced. like going zooming. Enhance. <laughs> Yeah, it's zooming Man. in so much to where I'm like I'm seeing the line, the single line that it's like this. Yeah. And I'm like when I find that they're both matched up, I'm like that's where right, I crossfade. Like boom. And oh, I'm you can't don't need can't... to go in with that detail. I'm like I'm like look at this, dude. I'm so good. And then I you know I just get you know uh, Brian Rash. He's the one who mixed um, Justin Case's yeah. EP. Roll with the punches. Check it out. Um, I think he did a great job. And he's like Brian, y'all, yo, you did a good job. You know editing. So basically, I edited all the waveforms that I recorded mm-hmm. here. Which is vocals, guitars, and shit like that. And then I even kind of chopped up his, you know, like, oh, cleaned up his drums. But I was like, okay, I'm going to let Brian do that because he's the drummer. Mm -hmm. And then, but, uh, like, oh, yeah, all the other stuff, like, you know, bass and guitar and all that stuff worked out. Because sometimes there was one song I had punched in so many fucking times. (laughs) It looked like a fuck. It went through. This is the one I always say. It looks like it went through a fucking paper shredder was like, <laughs> like it's you look at it it's like it it's all eighth up. note slices <laughs> and i'm like man that was a tough fucking song it was like yeah it just had like a six you know six eighth notes pause and then it goes into like an eighth note but i'm like to get that matched up right i'm like man i kept fucking i'm like you know what i can do is just slide things over i
1: do that almost every
0: session and so i edited mine adam played it pretty well brian played it pretty well but to me i'm like yeah brian you're gonna have you know i I did a good job editing i think and he looked at it like wow yep there's a lot of punchings on that song (laughs) (laughs) but it turned out okay so i would say um you know just from you know what you just said i'm like okay that that's that validates having a good edit yeah give it to you right yeah
1: you don't have to zoom in like that though don't put yourself through that like you can (laughs) you can do your edits and uh, there, there are certain times where I want to do the fade right away because I want to hear it. I want to make sure it was okay. But for the most part, um, you can do edits and visually, like if you're editing, you're probably editing like near transients, right? You can tell where the notes are happening. You're yep. listening to them. So you're editing, you know where those, the attack of that bass note is. Yeah. Um, and you could line them all up. You do all that stuff, get to the end, highlight the entire thing, command F, and it'll do a batch fade. And you can just tell it Five milliseconds. Just do five millisecond oh. equal power crossfades. Roop, they're done. And you've just done, you know, 160 crossfades in one second. So Damn. just don't put yourself through that. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> yeah. fade at the end. Five milliseconds. like seriously, <laughs> it's not gonna change the sound of the music. Five milliseconds. Good.
2: We had no idea you were living your life like that, Brian. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I apologize. I, I, sh- I should I should try that. Putting you through I should hell. definitely try
0: that. I'm learning all these like you know, little just like key commands and stuff like that. But definitely one thing that a friend told us when we were recording when we were you know youngsters. Um I do Last like week. um yeah. I do like to keep more of the human element into things. So mm-hmm. like a lot of breaths, like you go and then you start yeah. singing. I'm like, I I love keeping only, those in. It's and only then, breaths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even yeah even <laughs> mouth noises. <laughs>
2: you need I like, like
1: a you need that to be a function in the dot where everything you push you need a keystroke it, it deletes but it actually is just pushing it off into a different part of the session
0: you, you see at the it. end yeah. you're, you're left with just,
1: all the clips that you cut just a, a compilation vocal.
0: of just mouth noise comp- <laughs> the, the, the asmr button yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, yeah, but it's like <laughs> there's with, a whole with the...
2: genre of uh, videos on YouTube like that. I love them. Mm-hmm. I love those. It's <laughs> yeah. like they t- they take the the from like um, what was it. Um, like a commercial or something. Commercial, yeah, and they just it's take the political dood- speeches. I've seen too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only Dude, the parts super that enthusiastic. aren't words. Oh man! I've seen, so, so there was permanent.
1: one years ago that exact thing, and it was when Arnold Schwarzenegger was still in office in California, and so of course he's like the um, he's like the king. So yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's speech, but only the
0: stuff that isn't words and things like. For like four minutes. It was so long. <laughs> like there was that much of him just making oh, God. noise. Oh, so long. Dang. That's pretty good. Okay. That's fucking I stupid. I, I... <laughs> So dumb. Oh. Well
2: well, we were talking about crossfading. Um reason if you punch in over like a track, like not like a fresh spot, it will actually yep. do the crossfade for you.
1: Auto crossfade, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think I think they'll all do that. I know Pro Tools and Reaper will do that. Those are the two that I'm using most right now.
2: Yeah. At least from my experience. And I just... But if you're
1: editing, you you might have to... That's probably a different setting. Um, Yeah. But it can probably do it also if you're editing. I still kind of like to do them at the end just because... I don't know. Pro Tools... Well, Reaper a little bit too. They they're a little irritating. Like if you have a crossfade and then you're trying to do other things with the edit, there's certain things that get more difficult if there's already a crossfade there. And that bothers oh. me. So I'll just so I'll just edit them like totally dry and then do it at the end. Um but auto-crossfade, yeah. I would love if it would auto-crossfade and then continually readjust them. So like then if I go move one of those clips. I'm not gonna stretch oh. my crossfade. It'll actually just redo it in five milliseconds at the new spot or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um or I could just keep doing it my old way, like an old man.
0: So that's what I'll probably do. <laughs> do it like Brian yeah. with a uh, magnifying glass. I'm I'm doing it like how I learned in two thousand eight I'm still doing it. I'm like, this is with, great <laughs> with wide out and uh magnifying glass. Yeah, take taking notes. <clears throat> um
1: Okay, so, so anyway, you like to leave in the stuff, the Oliver, Oliver Schwarzenegger stuff in your songs. Go on.
0: <laughs> a, a lot of that. But, I mean, uh, so I think only recently, probably in the past, like, uh, you know, how recent is recent, but in the past, like, maybe two years, I'm starting to, like, like, m- trying to mix my own music. And I know Kyle is, too. He's, you know, doing a couple different types of projects where he's doing, like, a rock band type of song, and he's doing Retrowave? wave. Yeah. Okay, where's more synth bass and stuff like that? Okay, so,
1: I was going to ask: is that a kind of electronic music, Kyle? Yeah,
2: it's yeah. EDM. Yeah, e- e- D- okay. it
0: EDM music. You
2: can dance to it, I guess, but it's
0: not real. Like when people say EDM, I'm like, yeah, I guess it's you can electronic. dance to it if you dance. want to. You can leave your friends behind. Um, I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> you're like Justin. You're like, God damn it! How do I stop <laughs> this my is coming video and I feed can't stop this? it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then I'm kind of doing that with um, the demos that I do for the the YouTube channel but also I want to do it for my own music mm-hmm. and I want to get better at mixing but I kind of didn't know where to start so essentially what I would always do up until like almost two years ago I would record everything and like I said I'd you know, be a master editor right you know getting really zoomed in Yeah. <laughs> and I'd give the engineer uh, basically the whole Pro Tools session because he was on Pro Tools so I'm like here's my fucking drive like, All right. and yep. then the guy would just do all the work so essentially what I thought it was is like mixing was just like getting the tracks leveled and yeah. panned that was That's it. it.
1: No <laughs> DSers or anything.
0: And then now I'm finding out, I'm like, okay. So there's I mean and I I'm sure this is like a question that you're like, okay, well it depends on what it is. I'm like, okay, does everything need a fucking compressor and EQ? And I know there's a lot of people like, I have this giant board, look at all these EQs I have. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, Oh, this EQ yeah. has a real real flavor to it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and then I'm like, this EQ, this compressor is a really good flavor to add to the mix. Just a kiss of that. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and so <laughs> probably means not, the amp that's in it. But yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so I, essentially, I'm like, okay. So if somebody was like going to have their own, you know, track to mix and master or whatever that or mixing or whatever that they're trying to do, I'm like, do you have to have a compressor on every fucking track? Do yeah. you have to have EQ on every track? Or can uh, it just sound good from the get go and you just level it, like. Everything yeah, that I mean seen... that, that's ideal. That's ideal.
1: And 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 the the most important part of the mix should be considered the levels. So it should be the faders. Okay. And and I mean like even more important than the panning, although the panning is super important. So it's it's like um mixing includes anything that you would do, like definitionally, anything that you yep. would do to make the song sound like you want it to. So if you record something and then you have to edit it, I mean, I I include that. Like, if I give somebody a quote for mixing, I am listening to their song, listening to their tracks, their rough mix, hopefully, and and then I'm saying, okay, in order to get this where I know they want it and I will be happy with it, this is what it'll cost. And I'm including, yeah. I hear that I'm going to have to pitch correct parts of this. I hear that there's some timing I'm going to edit. Yeah. Um, And then all the other stuff. And I do kind of separate those because... It's a little hard to be in a creative frame of mind as far as the levels when you're having to deal with stuff like rhythm editing and, and things like that. So I will often separate them by a day. I'll do part of the process and then I'll hang it up so that I come back. And by the time I'm trying to set the levels, I'll come back with fresh ears. But um, it the, the most important thing should be the faders. Um, and in an ideal world, and this kind of goes back to like the early days before they had mixing consoles, right? They were, they were actually just trying to make it sound right in the room, push record on their one microphone. And then they started adding more microphones and then they had to make machines that could record more track, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, if you can record something exactly the way you want it to sound in the end, that's, that's right, you're done. Um, the trick is knowing how you want that to sound, and that, that comes just from experience, because the first time you, you know, if you're, you're listening to music that's finished, that's a finished mix, it's hard to discern exactly what those instruments would sound like in solo, by themselves. And it's usually way different than you're expecting. I remember this from when I was a kid, and like, I think everybody kind of goes through this. If you listen to like hard rock music when you're a kid, you think that guitars have a ton of low frequencies in them but you're hearing guitar and bass mixed. Gotcha, yeah. And the bass is, is a thunderous bass is, is you know, 60% of the guitar sound that you thought you heard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so then you go record a guitar the first time and you crank, you scoop your guitar way out. You crank up the bass and the highs and you record this thing and it sounds like ear knives that are standing on your chest and you're like, why doesn't my stuff sound? So you have to do it kind of a few times and eventually you start to kind of figure it out. But you get to a, the point where you know what you're recording sounds closer and closer to the way it's supposed to be in the final, then you do less and less, yeah, in, okay. with the EQs and stuff like that. Does everything need an EQ? No, but they usually get some. Uh, it doesn't have to have it, but it usually gets some. And I, I do get that feeling from, um, if you're mixing in a console, which I don't think a lot of people really are nowadays, but mm-hmm. but there's even softwares that are kind of made this way, like Harrison Mixbus, which is. Really designed to feel like a console, and everything's already got that whole channel layout. You got your EQ, you got your things just the way it would be. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of makes me reach for it sometimes when I necess- when I wouldn't maybe otherwise. Yeah, because
0: it's because it's there. So yeah, fuck it, might as well. I'm supposed to tweak this, right? Yeah. And
1: I think that's how people <laughs> feel, and in inst- and. and
0: they wouldn't put the knobs there if you didn't have Right? to just, like, let And maybe that's okay. Just <laughs> just maybe crank that's okay. it all the way up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. More EQ and more gain is better.
1: <laughs> I found that I just kept turning this up, and then I really liked how it sounded, but it was a little harsh, so then I kept turning up the de uh, but then the highs weren't there like I wanted them to be, so I kept turning the highs back up, and then I had to crank the de de-esser back up. Yeah. <laughs> it's endless until you've just got this hiss. Yeah. <laughs> it's just holding steady. Um. Yeah, so I, I think... Um, I I would love for everybody to just be hearing something and actually say, "Oh, there's a little bit too much of this in there. Let me reach for an EQ now." And that's mm-hmm. where I think plugins are a little bit advantageous because you don't just have it necessarily in the channel already. Um and so it's like maybe I should ins- I need to instantiate that EQ in this channel, right? I'm going to actually open a plugin and start doing something with it. Yeah. It's a little deliberate. Mm-hmm. But but usually yeah, everything has friggin' compression on it. So yeah, like, okay. <laughs> most of what I'm doing is dynamics management. Because it's gotcha. also like what you hear in the real world is super dynamic compared to anything you hear on a finished record is such a narrow, such a more narrow
0: dynamic range. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what you're used to. That's what your ears
0: expecting when you listen to music. Yeah. I think I so. mentioned this before on the podcast. Like watching like some YouTubers and stuff like that, and then they're like, This is my mix. I'm like, how do you have fucking ten plugins on every track? And then I'm like, that's yeah. what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're like more, you know, it, it could just be that like, well, I have the power to do so. And I have the, you know, you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the plugin, might as well use it. And it's like, I paid for these fucking like the pro views <laughs> and stuff like that. And UADs, I'm going to use them. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I'm sure it goes, you know, both ways. Like you, maybe like you said, you like, you're given something that you didn't record. So I'm like, okay, I need to fix it to get it to sound a way that I want, that I know the client wants but um, you had mentioned a lot of plugins. Are you working mainly in the box on your DAW? Yeah. So
1: I I have a UAD rig, um, which which helps with that because there are plugins that can run on the inputs because those are happening in the DSP on this machine. So they're happening before the computer. And your Um, UAD works with Zoom. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's doesn't. why you asked me if I if you were hearing my laptop mic. Yeah, because mine just works with Zoom and yours. God doesn't. Damn I don't it. know. We, maybe we'll talk about that. Um, I'll have to figure out. Why. I don't know if I can fix it let's though because I never had an Let's not talk
0: about that, please. Anyways, okay. Yeah. Okay. I still haven't fixed it. By I'm using the focus right. But anyways, <laughs> anyways. So
1: mainly in the box, right? Mainly in the box. Yeah. And I do decorate things on the way in, you know, so to speak, with the UAD plugin. So I okay. will. I will do some. EQ and comp- I'll use their channel strip and I'll usually throw an 1176 on every vocal that I do. It's going to have some something kind of coming in. Um because I also think that helps especially with singers hearing compression on the way in really helps you perform closer to what you want the final to be. Okay, if that makes yeah. sense, right? And I'm not I'm trying hard not to overcook it because I I want to have some flexibility later, but but there is something to be said about committing because um, commit to a sound if if you're confident about it, and you get more and more confident about it the more you do it. Yeah, uh, and then you don't have to have one of those mixes where there's ten uh, plugins on a channel because you can go too far. And I think use you know that advice to that use the bypass button. You know if you if you build up any actually really for any effect, especially when you're learning. Um, and let's be clear, we're always learning. But yep. Um, if you you set something up i i really try to remember to do this i'm sure i forget sometimes but anytime i do any effect i set it i listen i mess with it for a while i get it to where i think it's good and then i bypass it
0: okay and
1: yeah. um so that makes you know i am i'm checking like did i actually make this better <laughs> you know and i'm remembering what did it sound like before because your ears acclimate super fast so you constantly have to reference things in order to keep yourself in check and so I bypass it. Maybe it doesn't sound as good. That one thing that you'll need to check, though, is you will be fooled if it's louder. So whenever I'm doing processing, I want to adjust that plug so that it's not changing the perceived loudness, or it, if I can help it. Sometimes it's really tough, but yeah. yeah, if I do an EQ, I really want it to still be basically the same loudness when I'm done, and then I can objectively say, oh, I didn't really improve anything with this. Back to square one, or maybe yeah. I maybe I reverse the change. So,
0: yeah, because you hear it louder. I'm like, oh, that that sounds more like professional. It sounds better, you know. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> so. like our ears. We're evolved to hear louder things are more important.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then, do you have any outboard gear actually, or like, are you using any outboard compressors, EQs, and stuff, or is it mainly just all? preamps? Are, I have uh, I
1: have some outboard preamps, so I have some. Um, I have some golden age pre 73s okay. um, and I have this preamp that's from um, DIY recording equipment. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard of that, but anyway, they make a lot of DIY kits for things. But anyway, they made this system called the color uh, platform, which mm-hmm. is like a, basically a processing unit that you install these little dirt boxes into and okay. people, then people expanded on it. They started making things that weren't just dirt boxes, stuff that was like weird delays and other stuff like that, which, but anyway... I got a preamp that is essentially a super clean preamp, and then it's got one little spot where you can install one of these dirt boxes in it. The one that I put in has a tiny little tube. It's this tube from um, the size was used in like walkie-talkies before transistors. (laughs) It was like that kind of thing. So this little bitty actual tube in this thing, and basically I have a preamp, a mic preamp that's just clean, and then it has this knob on it, and the knob is a gain compensated mix knob for the tube. So yeah. I put this in and it drives the tube, but it rolls the gain off. So the volume stays the same, exactly like I just said you should do. And yeah. it's fantastic. But anyway, so yeah, I've, I've got really, I've got nothing as far as recording gear outboard. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to be small here. I have a laptop and I take it places sometimes. So I have a 6U rack case that I pack in my car yeah. when I go places. It's got my oh, Apollo... Nice preamps um and that's it
0: yeah Uh, that's always a one thing you see uh or i see when i look at like either studios that uh friends bands have go, you know you know go to studios that we've been to and then watching you know on youtube studio tours and stuff like that i see like the fucking tons of gear i'm like is there any of that necessary which (laughs) if you're if you're doing it at a home recording yeah. demo level it's not necessary if you're doing it at a professional level like Justin still not necessary <laughs> it's right right it's like I mean there's like,
1: there, there's things that I would love to have because it's wicked cool you know like <laughs> but that's that that is kind of the end of it and um I'm like I'm this room is in my house well it's attached to my house. This We had this house built a few years ago, and this mm-hmm. room was t- added to the blueprint. So I'm separated enough for my family, but I'm running on the same power and HVAC. Um, all that equipment takes power. All that equipment produces heat in the summer. It's good in the winter. Um, and everything that I buy, I have to justify, right? It has to be something that's actually going to help my business make money at the end of the year. Yeah. So I would love to have one of those... Um, Rupert Neve like channel strips with the his preamp you know what i mean the the, the like $4000 thing but like is that gonna $4000 change the sound of everything i record after that yeah <laughs> i mean realistically no like i have decent preamps but they're much less expensive than that and the difference between those and and that is not you know 4000% or whatever you yeah. know it, so i i do kind of think about it that way and um And my gear lust fell off a lot when I started uh, actually like keeping the books on my own business, right? (laughs) Because it's like, there's so much stuff that I could want, but it's like, do I really need that microphone? Is that really going to change anything? So Mm. I end up being really kind of lean in that sense. Now, I don't have like a dedicated, uh, like if I had a dedicated studio facility that had room for all that stuff, maybe that'd be a little bit different, but it... I don't know. In these days, like especially with this past year with all the lockdowns and stuff, there's mm. a bunch of studios and and recordists in my area in, in I'm in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio that struggled and went out of business and I got calls from a lot of people that were like, "I've, you know, been looking and everybody I call is closed." And mm. I um my business increased at the beginning of the of of COVID and I, a bunch of stuff went online that used to be in person like but i did end up doing mixes sessions online and stuff like that and i think my overhead is just low enough that i was i was able to hunker down here and it was okay so there's a lot that's going to take me to it would take a lot for me to change my mind and suddenly decide that i need a console or something like that
0: yeah especially too. after go- going through this so and like yeah the overhead and also like the space, like you said, it's like to have, yeah. you know, even to do, like have a drum room and stuff like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now that's another fucking room and isolation and stuff like that. <clears throat> right. And then I, I know a great hear, drum room that I rent occasionally. Yeah. And it's all like, Right. Uh some of those like having the gear or the gear like racks and shit like that. Sometimes it's just client getters. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then we're actually not going to record through those, but just going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this looks good, right? Yeah. <laughs> then, you th-
1: Speaking of like <laughs> 10 plugins on a channel. Um, mm-hmm. every one of those things in that rack can only yeah. be used by one you know one electrical signal can go through that at a time yeah so it's like if you're going to use that on your mix that means you're literally going to like solo a track run it and- through my hardware compressor and then go to the next one you know
0: what and i mean then print it yeah
1: right print it into print print it back into the daw um or it's cool when you're recording but I, that's i mean my uad this thing sounds so good. Like I know it's modeling and it's not like the real thing, but it's like really close. You do have to kind of change the way you approach it a little bit from a gain staging perspective, but UAD helps a lot with that too. Like if you've noticed on your Apollo, um, like when you turn on the um, one of the unison preamps, that's like mm-hmm. modeling preamp um, the volume, the level kind of goes down a little bit. Right. Cause yeah. they're actually intentionally, they're backing off the gain staging so that they can do all this analog model drive and yeah. not be over overhead rooming when i compare that to like my hardware preamps that are fed into line ins on my apollo those i can hit those too loud you cannot clip a, a unison preamp you can drive the preamp into distortion but you cannot clip pro tools from yeah. an apollo unison preamp because they've just gain staged it correctly it just won't happen
0: yeah i'll have to mess around with that more i was doing i have like the api channel strip Mm -hmm. in uad that's what i'm talking to
1: you through right now
0: yeah it's awesome it's bloody brilliant (laughs) (laughs) and um but for recording uh vocals for like a song because it's Mm -hmm. most of the time it's not me recording it'd be like oh i have brian or kyle or adam or whatever i'm like i don't feel comfortable enough in my settings that i print yeah. Through through that to be like okay, like oh no, yeah, no worry, no worries, Kyle, you did a good job. And I'm like, I fucked up the whole track. I'm like, ah, <laughs> he's gone already. <laughs> he's in Texas. I'm like, thumbs so, up. Like, so so what I you're saying is job. you're
1: you're gonna you're gonna leave the plugins off to make yeah. sure you don't do anything to it that you can't undo.
0: Exactly. I'll yeah. I'll do it on the back end, like in the box, yeah. essentially. Now you but, can do both with that UAD.
1: Yeah, I you know can't. You can do, not with the Unison. Not with the Unison. But you can. But I, I'll tell you, like, I don't always turn on those things on. Like with your Unison preamps, like you don't have to turn on the gate. You know what I mean? You don't have to turn on the compressor if you don't want it. Um mm-hmm. you can leave those off and then you're not you know you're not breaking anything, but you're getting some of that just a little flavor. Um, but I get I get that feeling. Like to me now, I'm still like nervous sometimes when I am doing a vocal and I know it sounds awesome, but it's a little distorted. Oh shit. <laughs> but I know it sounds awesome. But the thing is like <laughs> Uh, that, that Adele record from a few years ago is so distorted. Her mm-hmm. vocal on that is fuzzy as hell. Whatever, the, you know, I'm sure it was yeah. like a U47 tube mic or some shit that is so overloaded from her ridiculous volume. And it sounds brilliant, but would I have the nuts to actually record to have you know? What I mean, have a singer here and actually record distortion because they're so loud. Yeah. I hope so, but I don't know if I could.
0: <laughs> I get it, but yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. I think uh, I looked at. I'm like, oh, we're over. Yeah, hour fifteen here. We, uh, flew, flew, <laughs> we've been flew recording by. a long time. <laughs> so, uh, one yeah. thing that. Yeah. Uh, you guys will find out right now that the listeners will find out at the beginning. I forgot to record a video for this. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: no! <laughs> so are I, you going to be a blank square? No, screenshot no, all, it. All, all, just put all of this us, up.
0: I, I'm not. I didn't record the Zoom at all. So I will screenshot right now. So <laughs> I recorded was, video. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It would be great if it was just, just me. me. Exactly. <laughs> I'll send you this video.
1: I'll, you have seven, 7 720p I, of just me.
0: If I and then I just edit like a, the cartoon versions of Kyle and I on each of your shoulders, you could edit like
1: a drawing in or something and <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. animate. Yeah, uh, I looked at it, like, I want to
0: be the ah, angel. Yeah, I'm like, God oh, damn it, I forgot to re- start recording the video anyway. Whatever, <laughs> whoops. Uh.
1: Well, that's my fault. Then I threw you off by, um, I can't remember whatever stupid thing I did at the beginning, I'm sure it was there though. No, no yeah, it's it was- all your fault. <laughs>
2: Can't believe it.
0: Well, you no, know, it was all my fault. I looked at it. I'm like, it was like, I think we were like an hour in. I looked at like. Oops. You, if there was video, you could see my face going. <laughs> just <laughs> sucking all the air through my nose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Justin, okay. thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I, no, thanks for having I, me. I honestly learned a lot and hopefully the listeners did too. Hopefully Kyle did too. I'm yeah. Like, it's no, just I, like a lot of like. The I'm whole like, time. Shit. Okay, there's a lot more to mixing than you know. <laughs> than I knew even before we started recording today. So, um, but if uh, people wanted to find out more about you and uh, your podcast, your Twitch, where can they find out? Uh, where, where what are the links? You know, the on.
1: links. I so the reason the reason I'm here because of the the Tone Control podcast is at tonecontrolshow dot com, where my buddy Derek and I chit-chat about nonsense and often guitars and um yeah that that's that link my t- my twitch is twitch.tv slash jn mm-hmm. uh if you like video games and you want to watch uh vr gameplay from my pers- my eyes perspective which probably makes people dizzy <laughs> uh that's that that could be fun um but that's not guitar related at all <laughs> and Neither i even do another podcast. podcast about a game about uh my space game that i play too but uh that's of course a totally different non-overlapping
0: uh well, segment it, that's that's it, how i roll well hit them up hit them up it was, all right it, what, well it, the, the
1: other podcast is called loose screws it's at loose com mm-hmm. uh because we play the game elite dangerous which is a space sim and uh oh man it gets rough <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, that those are oh, and you know what? I, I, I guess, um, uh, my I call this studio J Song Studio, J A Y, like the bird. So, I have jsongstudio.com for that. Um, and if you want to talk to a studio guy about doing something studio ish, that's that's where to go. There's a bunch of uh samples of my work and crap like that. Yeah. So, that's, then, uh,
0: I, have, I have too many links. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. So, so even if people are like, uh, you know are doing their own mixes they could always hit you up and like okay you can do a mix for a song or something like that and then so if they're doing sure all the all the right steps that you had mentioned before of non-clipping getting your your uh crossfades done correctly and they have a song it's like ah, i'm not hitting the mix right they could send it to you and then you know with yeah. some uh, a nominal fee there and <laughs> get that <laughs> yeah, out for,
1: for sure for sure um yeah there's a there's a um, I mean just get in touch. There there's mm-hmm. buttons to get in touch with me. There's a quote request form on that page, but if you just want to ask me a question, um, by all means. Yeah. That's that's definitely. what it's there
0: for. Yeah. And uh yes, the mentioned before, but the tone control, they also have a Discord, you know, good uh we'll put we'll link all that in the in the yeah. description. They're active over there. It's a lot of fun. I am not, but I big <laughs> <laughs> figuring out Discord slowly but surely. Um all right. Um but uh, I just want to thank you, uh, the listener, for tuning into the Tone Jerks podcast. If you want to follow along on social media, you can at, uh, you know, the Tone Jerks on Instagram, on uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Uh, search the Tone Jerks, also linked in the description. You can join that uh, group. It's, uh, you know, we got, it's wild over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and, or, you know, give us a, you know, hopefully five-star review on Spotify. And then uh, you know, give us whatever stars you think we deserve. Five. Please. Five. Only five. <laughs> and if you really like the show, you can help support us on Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. But if you double down for two bucks a month, you get an extra episode every week. And you get an RSS feed to get that uh bonus podcast to your favorite podcatcher and you get all the all the juicy stuff behind the paywall. It's a are <laughs> oh, yeah. over, over two hundred and twenty bonus episodes. So it's completely different podcast on this one, you know, so it's not like, it's just like get the same one on a different feed. Uh, <laughs> so over there on <laughs> patreon.com slash the tone jerks. And just for the support, we wanted to give you a huge shout out, a sizable acknowledgement. Kyle, you got a list over there? I got it right here. Why don't you give it to,
2: <laughs> I have Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove and the second button podcast, what up, what up, what up? which is Brian's <laughs> podcast with, uh, Andrew on there. Doing uh, Seinfeld a Seinfeld watch
0: along, watch along over All there. Right.
2: I thought I was reading. Um, okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> like Kyle's like- <laughs> Yeah, this is my only chance, okay?
2: All right. It's a Seinfeld listen podcast. along, watch along podcast. Uh, we have Abe Newman, Michael Newman, Nicholas Payson, Nicholas Ogburn, Doug King, Doug Christ from 37 Effects, Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and also- the Just Surprise Me podcast also. That's right. I don't know why I couldn't read that. Uh, Joe from Like My Petals and the Just Surprise Me podcast and also Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Those guys are hanging out. I saw they posted like their Disney World and stuff or whatever, Magic they Kingdom. they did a live,
0: live IRL yeah. podcast. Yeah.
2: So That whole Joe. situation
1: is just a big Venn diagram, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And we're In not middle. done with it. We got uh, Will Lehu <laughs> from the Just Surprise Me podcast. Oh, yeah. We got Tony DeGraw from the Signal Path Podcast. He moonlights on those other podcasts mentioned before. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he's keeping the boys in line. We have uh, RJ Smith from Teletalks and also Stream, Talk, Repeat. Uh, oh, we yeah. have Jamie Davis, uh, Johnny Ray, Howie Snatch, Jason <laughs> Fuzzmonger, Steve Ralph from 60 Cycle Hum, <laughs> Kevin Equits from Equits
0: Guitars. <laughs> got Justin. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs>
2: Keep going, keep going. Co Schneider from Night Ties. <laughs> Alvaro, Viramontes, Justin, we're not even done yet. Brian Nutter of Nutter Guitars. Mel Chibson of Chibson Guitars. <laughs>
0: Chibson.
2: We got Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring Shop. We got Sean Fahey from Shadowhounds, the band. Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects. Juan Ortiz from Tone Hungry Effects. We got Mike Oxbig. Followed by Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> Followed by Yusef fucking Cuck. <laughs> not even trying to hide that one thing. I forgot about that one. Yeah.
0: Yusef, yeah.
2: I'm sure that I have to throw an accent on that to make it not sound so me? Why'd you give me an accent? Yeah. Me? Yeah. I, no, I don't. Okay, I, maybe next I, time. I it's yeah. not happening. I, I got to work on it. I got to work on it. I got to yeah. ease myself into it like that goldfish. <laughs> you said <just, laughs> <you a laughs> fucking cock. Uh, it's <laughs> Swedish. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, Zach Hale. We have uh, Eric Merrill from Elm Effects. Scott Hamilton from the Effects Loop podcast. Tim Nowak from Bardic Audio Devices. Jonathan Jeruzik from 12th Hour Devices. Tyler Rines from Tyler Casey Riffs on IG. Matthew Fenslaw from everywhere, apparently. Yeah, dude, dude's rowdy. Yeah, he's getting wild. wild. <laughs> getting flagged on <laughs> Michael McVay and Matthew Davis. And that All right. is uh, The List. Thank you so Thank much you for so tuning much. in.
0: Thank you, Justin, for joining us. Thank, Thank you, oh, you guys. It was a uh, ton of like, fun. We're waving like its video, but actually it might just have Justin's video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll wave for everybody. Get your
1: hand you can put your hands in here and then... Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.